Are you ready to take your writing to the next level? Then welcome to the Book Editor Show. Join Clark Chamberlain and Peter Turley each week as they teach you all the tips, tools, and techniques you need to move your book from manuscript to market. Visit thebookeditorshow.com for show notes, links to guests, books, and extras to make your old novel better than ever. Now, please welcome Clark Chamberlain and Peter Turley. Welcome to the Book Editor Show number 31. We're continuing our series on editing core plots today, The Tragedy. We are taking these from Christopher uh, Booker's The Seven Basic Plots, which you can find at your favorite local bookstore or on Amazon. And I'm Clark Chamberlain, and they say, he types only using two fingers, that once belonged to William Shakespeare. He's edited a book in a car that was on fire, not the car the book he's my friend and co-host peter turley peter how are you doing today that was a gruesome introduction <laughs> <laughs> i see we're setting I up the uh, theme of the show you. i know i can just see you there with william shakespeare's fingers just typing away <laughs> so <laughs> occasionally like mopping down my keyboard <laughs> <laughs> so how how have you been it'd be kind of like some um, magical item wouldn't they you know like yeah, the, uh, would the monkeys kind of like what did hand? They don't, don't they have hands, don't they? The, yeah, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, that, that way it gives you the magical ability to write the greatest novel ever told. So, <laughs> well, you know, that's a dangerous power. I don't know if anyone would be ready for that. I, I know that would be. Uh, that, it could end up being a tragedy. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been a while, but I see you've not lost the uh, the, the segue potential. Oh, I know. I, I'm I'm doing pretty well. It's I got to get back up on the horse here, though. It does feel a little odd. It's been a while, uh, and uh, it's been <laughs> so. I went to California for uh, over three weeks, and uh, it was not a fun vacation. It was an army training, <laughs> and um, it uh, we had a lot of days where we were working twenty-hour days, twenty-four-hour days, even, and you're just stealing sleep in moments when you can. And it was hot. Like, I had no idea how hot it was because, you know, humans, we can't tell absolute temperature. We can just tell that, hey, it's either hot or it's cold. <laughs> Relative. Relative, <laughs> yeah. So when I got home and uh, I was, I took a look online, you know, trying to get the weather reports out of there from when I was there. We had, uh, we had four or five days. It was five days that were over 120 degrees. Um, so for uh, Celsius, that's like 38 39 something wow. like that it's really hot that's that's pretty warm <laughs> yeah, it's very warm so almost you know <laughs> so it, it's good to be back how was how was france i heard that you had a little bit better time off well uh, you see that was that was pretty warm that was sort of in the 30s but obviously uh -huh. you know I, I had lots of french beer to cool me down and <laughs> probably wasn't running around quite as much as you were <laughs> no <laughs> um but, you know, it was great to get away for a couple of weeks. It was probably a lot more relaxing than, than your time. <laughs> Definitely yeah, more you, sweet. <laughs> yeah, you know, it was just really odd. They just weren't letting me have the time off. I was like, I came here on vacation. and <laughs> It was just constant director programs. I was like, these aren't even fun. <laughs> you thought it was a writer's retreat, didn't you? I did, I did. <laughs> I was like, when, do we, when are we going to get the pen and paper out? <laughs> so... And, uh, and, oh, and then to, to top it all off, just, uh, like six days before I left, uh, I got into an accident and broke my nose. <laughs> so, oh yeah. Sorry about that. So, so what happened with that? 
<laughs> okay, so so we were doing a, a war game scenario, and uh, to help the medics train as well, you know, they, they would come <laughs> along and say, "Do you I volunteered. <laughs> no, like someone else said, "Hey, you're you're now a casualty. You're going to be unconscious." And I was like, "Excellent! <laughs> I can be unconscious. This is awesome." Uh, so they put me on a gurney. You know, they uh, strapped me down and put me into the back of this vehicle. And I'm like, "I'm just going to close my eyes and take a nap." You know, this will be great. And then like less than five minutes into the ride, all of a sudden I get smashed in the face with this big, huge, heavy plate that's about 10 pounds. Um, and, uh, and so I immediately like sit up, you know, tearing the, the, the restraints off of me, like the Hulk, I'm just going crazy. And <laughs> I didn't know it was broken at the time. Um, I didn't even realize how swollen it was until later that night when I actually got in front of a mirror and looked at it because they sent me back. I went back to the rear. I got out of the, the hotness. So, <laughs> with so that, a broken that, nose. That sounds like, um, I mean, I don't know if you've come to the same conclusion. You might have actually actually been kidnapped there. I don't know if, um, <laughs> I don't think that was an exercise. That it might not into the been. back of a van. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I had this other guy with me that I'd been working with for the past few weeks. And I was like, it was you, wasn't it? You just picked up the plate and smashed me in the face with it because you're so sick and tired of me. <laughs> Well, it looked pretty painful. It's look, yeah, looking better now, though. It is. Yeah, the swelling's gone way down, and so it's just very. It's just a little extra crooked on the very bottom, and the <laughs> army will fix it eventually once the paperwork's all done. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite funny. I um, I managed to sort of injure myself when I was on holiday. I um, yeah. I, I um, twisted my sort of ankle like really badly. Um, I fell down two hundred steps. Jeez. Oh, um, from the top, but um, I mean, like, I only actually fell down one of them but it was it was a set of 200 steps oh, so, you know. <laughs> I, I was just imagining you bouncing along down this huge it's like, it like going off of mordor like climbing up the steps you go past frodo and sam that's what it felt like <laughs> so yeah i've been hobbling around myself like the last couple of weeks but uh, it's pretty much just healed but it certainly sounds better to say you know i fell down steps. <laughs> And I only twisted my ankle. <laughs> yeah, that's very amazing. So, <laughs> well, you know, it, uh, it it really always sucks. Like whenever anything bad happens, you know, like you've got your health and then when you don't get your health or you get injured, you're just like, wow, I just can't wait to have everything working again. <laughs> yeah. It kind so, of just reminded me that we're actually like um, pretty delicate from sitting inside all day, aren't we? And <laughs> yes, delicate little riders. We yeah. need to get out and toughen up some more. <laughs> So maybe that's what they maybe that's why they uh, they chose you to bundle in the back of the van. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, "Hey, you've gotten soft." <laughs> so, uh, well, it's uh I'm glad to be back. I'm glad you're back and uh and safe and and rested up now. Sounds like a tragedy. Oh, and there we go again. <laughs> in one piece if not a little crooked. <laughs> so um so let's get into this one uh we've got two more of these and today's is about the tra uh, tragedy this is one of the seven basic plots by uh, christopher booker and um of course immediately you go to william shakespeare when you're thinking about tragedy um i remember uh, a friend i was talking to uh, she read my book she's from uh um from hungary and um she's like why is this ha you know like this has this happy ending at the end of it and I, I don't understand americans and all your happy endings you know and in, in eastern countries we don't have any happy endings <laughs> and so i 
I think, you know, like a tragedy in, in the United States, I don't know if it's the same in England, but they're very few and far between for stories that actually end in tragedy. Yeah. I don't know if it's because, you know, I mean, but we're, we're obviously like really lucky, you know, in, in these parts of the world and we have great lives and, but we, we kind of like feel like we don't, <laughs> you know, uh -huh. especially in England, like we like to complain mostly about the weather, but <laughs> complain in general. And I think we do turn to, to fiction sometimes to kind of like escape our own perceived tragedy. <laughs> so like that, that's my personal like hypothesis on <laughs> why we avoid them. Because <laughs> we definitely seem to, you know, like uh, the idea of, you know, when things go bad, well, even when you're looking at uh, in, in it, wouldn't it under the categories that we're going to discuss here, it wouldn't fall exactly under tragedy. Um, but, uh, but um, George R. Uh, I was just going to call him Tolkien, Martin. Um, you know, he. Uh, yeah, I think. <laughs> I think that's what deal. he was going for. <laughs> was. Um, but uh, you know, his Game of Thrones has a lot of. Uh, it makes a lot of people mad <laughs> when they read it. You know, because of all the character deaths that happen in the book. So, um, and everyone, I think, keeps holding on, hoping you know that things turn out better. Um, so we're going to go through here and, and it's like we we come away from the book with like attachment issues by by the time yeah. we finish game of thrones you're like i'm scared to get close to anyone now in like the real world <laughs> i know because like... they could be dead any moment <laughs> yeah. i don't even go to weddings anymore like <laughs> i used to love a good wedding <laughs> uh -huh. not anymore so especially if the band isn't playing well i'm like oh those are all killers up there i'm out so <laughs> I and them suspiciously over the uh -huh. top of your champagne glass. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the tragedy as laid forth in this uh, is interesting. I think um, it has uh, five stages and it, and it starts with the anticipation stage. And so we do have a hero. We're not, we're not it's not an anti-hero. It's not a villain. We, we really do have a hero here in the book um, that's feeling like something is missing out of their life. You know, it's a very, very uh, natural human emotion to feel, you know, that there's something not right. You know, and like you wake up every morning and you're like, ah, you know, something's just a little bit off. I need something. There's so, you know, basic motivations, whether it's power, greed, love, lust, uh, fortune, fame, all that type of stuff. You know, there's something that's not quite right that needs to be fulfilled. And it's, that's where this starts. You know, this, um, so like Romeo, you know, like uh, in the beginning of Romeo, he's feeling, he has a love life, but he's feeling frustrated by it. You know, that it's not everything that he wanted and uh, he's hoping for more out of life. Yeah, I think it's, um, it's interesting because this is, this is quite different to some of the other um, plots and like narrative journeys we've, we've discussed because the, the hero is, is starting out with kind of like a drive and a, a want for something. And, you know, instead of it coming like knocking on their door, it, like it happens in a lot of the other plots where, you know, they're just going about their everyday life, like living on a farm or something. And, <laughs> you know, and then you get the call to action. This is very much, you know, they, they, they want that thing already. Uh huh. They do. And this is, I think, I know, as explained in this one, you know, all tragedies boil down to that, uh, you know, beware what you what you ask for because you just might get it you know and, and you really don't know how your life's going to change when you acquire that thing that you want and what the sacrifice and what you have to give up to get it um yeah. and what you're what you're going to do and yeah like what what it's gonna what side of you is going to be revealed you know through yeah. your pursuit of of the it's, thing 
Exactly. Because, you know, we've, we've discussed in the last uh, few episodes in some of these where, where you really get into the hero looking at themselves, you know, and they see themselves, um, maybe there is darkness in their life, but they overcome it. Well, this one here is going to be the opposite. This one is going to be giving into that darkness and moving into more problems. And that, that takes us into the dream stage. And this is where, you know, the, the hero has identified what it is that they want and they go after it. And things actually go okay. You know, that they sometimes will even, uh, uh, you know, they'll get a hold of it, whatever it is. Um, but we can see as the reader, you know, we see this hero driving towards that cliff that they don't see up ahead. And we know that things aren't going to go exactly how they want it to. And I think that's probably where the, um, the strangely familiar feeling creeps in <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> that, that we can relate to where it's kind of like, the, the nothing lasts forever stage and the, you know, it's, you kind of wish you didn't get it cause it was better before you had it <laughs> sort of thing. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, um, looking at Romeo and Juliet, you see how, you know, like once he hooks up with, with Juliet, you know, like everything is great except everything is terrible <laughs> at the same time. Like everything, you know, that he had before with his family um, and friends starts to fall apart almost immediately. Yeah, it, it 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 kind of like shrinks, you know, at the beginning, there's, it's this like big important thing that the, the character wants. And then when it narrows down to that world and like they get it and they kind of cut themselves off from how that the consequences that that has on everyone else around them and everything, all the surroundings that you start to see everything un- unravel from the edges inwards. And, you know, they're kind of the last to see it to see it happen. Oh yeah, they definitely are. You know, your hero is going to be, uh, it's going to be, uh, you know, not sideswiped. I can't even think of it. Anyway, they're going to be hit from the side. They're not going to see it blindsided. There we go. They're going to be blindsided by this event happening because they just don't get it. You know, they don't get how bad things are going to go until a little bit later. Um, yeah. And I like the, uh, this, this dream stage and where, um, you know, either they're just kind of, you know, it's come quite easily or maybe like, but I like when you can have characters here that are trying to stop them and can see everything that's sort of happening. And, yeah. you know, this, you can kind of like, you know, it, it, it can break up relationships, can't it, in the book and, you know, it, it causes conflict with the other characters. And this, this is like a, a fun stage of the, of the plot to, yeah. uh, to work out, you know, you can kind of, this is where the, the hero basically turns against, everyone and everything you know to 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 keep hold of, of, of what, what it is that they want yeah um you know and you've got them really becoming obsessed with this thing and i think that's why um a tragedy works really well with love story interests because we can look back and whether it's happened to us or whether it's happened to friends that we're close to, we can see that <laughs> how that uh, crazy chemical of the idea of love takes over and blinds people from everything else that's around them, you know, and we can see how that can happen. And, uh, and it takes us to the frustration stage. It's the third stage of the, of the, of the plot. And that's that things start to go bad. And the hero, you know, they're scrambling to hold on to this, you know, and they're going to do whatever they can to keep what it is that they felt that they needed and they finally accomplished it, you know, and they're going to have to hold on to it now. And we can see how this is going to really start falling apart for the hero because now they're going to have to start crossing lines that they would never have done before, you know, and that 
for a moment, it might work, but we know that it's not going to work. You know, that they, they think that this is going to work, but we know that, oh, it's going to be over. This is going to get much worse. Yeah, it's like, um, this, is, this is the bit where people start making deals with the devil. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and, you know, it, it, often they start off as maybe like an altruistic character and everything's pure and everything's, you know, going to be perfect and it's kind of like idealistic and then it's not and it's real and everyone's trying to take it away from you. <laughs> yeah. and, then, and you get to kind of see, explore a little bit of, what it is to be human and what, what we, what we're willing to do to, to just, just to get what we want. Yeah. And when you can do that with a character, when you can make them look in the mirror and see how far they're willing to go, it can be very, uh, it can be a very emotional moment, you know, that, uh, cause there's that moment, you know, when a person they're like, Oh my goodness, I didn't know I had that in me to do this. Like, um, another good one. And we've just talked basically about, uh, um, William Shakespeare's plays, but even if we take it into modern times, if you've watched the show Breaking Bad and we watched Walter, how he continually makes the choices and crosses the lines, you know, and how far he's willing to go for what it is that he wants. Yeah, that's a great example. You know, that could that could certainly be argued as being uh, quite tragic. Um, you know, no spoilers. But <laughs> yeah, but um, he really, yeah, he really goes on a a journey from you know teacher to kind of like drug kingpin (laughs) and and certainly crosses a a lot of lines and but if it's done right the whole way you you still sympathize with no matter how bad he gets or what kind of person he becomes you still you still feel like you understand every one of those decisions right because we're we're putting ourselves you're, you're putting the reader into that position of how far will they go for what it is that they want and you're right you've got to set this up to have it make sense it's a it's a fine line to to walk because you're trying on the one side to allow the the reader to see that it's going to fail but on the other side you want the reader to be rooting that somehow they're going to be able to pull this off and get everything back to normal yeah and th- this is another one that that is a you know i think in every one of these episodes we've talked a little bit about a particular stage which is kind of necessary and it's it's this one again isn't it it's the it's the having those roadblocks and putting something in the way and because if it was just you know he wants it he gets it it's taken away there's got to be that fight and that struggle um to really engage the reader and again in this particular one i think this could be it yeah and you know it's really interesting because like we're just saying that this up till this point you could move this to overcoming the monster or you could move this uh, to the journey or something like that, you know, because things start off with a, with a desire, things go well at first, things get bad. Um, But it's what's going to happen in the next two steps. that really set the tragedy apart from any of those ones. Um, And that takes us to the nightmare stage. And this is when things fall apart start to fall apart. The hero knows this. They see that everything is, uh, it seems is out to get him. And we see even more distrust and cutting off all of his uh, relationships, cutting off from the people that should be caring the most about him. Uh, Total lack of trust is what's going to nail the coffin shut um, for the character. Yeah. Or a a completely misplaced trust. Uh, I uh, yes. recently rewatched. watched <laughs> um, we've seen the film Carlito's Way 
yeah, yeah. Al Pacino. Yeah, it's a, a classic, and that's like obviously he's an anti-hero, but it's it's basically a tragedy, and he's got this plan and of you know like moving away and um, starting like a, a legit like car rental business, and but he keeps getting drawn into these situations which he has to do in order to earn this money so he can go and live the dream, and that's his desire, and that's that's what he wants to do, and he he wants to take uh, Gail uh, with him. And it starts to unravel, and he, it goes through this this nightmare stage where he crosses a, a moral line when they um, he helps his friend kill off some other people, and because um, he's kind of just thrown in that situation, and then it all starts to go wrong, and you know you understand all the while, um, and this this is another one where you know it, it happens. It's pervasive of all these tragedies where you know the net sort of titans around them mm-hmm. yeah um another and i think that the the crime stories we, we see it with breaking bad and carlito's way uh godfather to certain extents and these these types of stories um really show that uh savages i read uh, the book savages it was made into a movie um and i don't have you seen that film or read the book yeah. okay so uh, in savages you know you've got these two pots uh, pot uh, dealers who get pushed in from the Mexican uh, cartels coming in to try to, to push, to take over their business. And of course they don't want anything to do with that. And so they just want out. They try to get out. Then their best friend, she's kidnapped. And so all of a sudden they've got to stay in. And now they're doing all these things to try to get out of this situation. And it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse and falls apart as a, you know, not sure where to turn. And, um, you just see it crumbling around them and you want so badly for it to work, you know, that you see this plan that they try to pull together at the last minute to try to make everything work, you know, and it still doesn't. And, <laughs> and the movie, the movie changed it. The movie, it was really interesting. Cause I was like, Oh, this is going to be interesting to actually see a tragedy in film. And I go watch the movie. And of course they have this happy ending at the end. They changed the ending to, to make it. Uh, so they all live happily ever after and get away. And so did it, did it work? Did you, it did not work in the movie. I, well, cause I liked it in the book. Like yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was fitting. And that's, that's where we come to this next part. You know, this destruction death wish stage that the character is going through, uh, the hero's beaten. And uh, it's usually a very violent way that, you know, something happens and falls apart. And then the forces that were out to get them, they either just go away or, you know, they're victorious, but either way you actually feel pretty satisfied with how it, how it played out at the end. It's not the anger that you feel at the end of, of, um, you know, of uh, game of Thrones where you feel it is so unfair because it's set up in a way that you see this is coming and this is how the outcome is going to have to be because of the choices that the characters have made. Yeah. And and I think that's why, like you say that, you know, it it didn't work, you know, when they changed the ending, because this is what has been set up all the way through. And, you know, even, even though like, you might have started to root for this character or the readers started to root for this character. And, you know, you don't want them to die at the end. You've you've kind of got to <laughs> because yeah. that's what you've been leading up to. And if you don't do that, then the the emotional ride isn't going to feel complete. Right. You know, and, and you don't have that. Uh, you're not delivering the promise. We've talked about that before. You're not delivering the promise to the reader. And so... Why? Why should they? Why should they have taken this journey with you through all of this? Yeah, it's kind of like a, a break in logic, isn't there? I mean, like in sort of Carlito's way, we were talking about trust before, and, and I know this is a film, 
Um, and he kind of, in his panic and in his paranoia at the end, he um, trusts uh, a guy that he was working with to uh, escort him to the the train and kind of like leads him into the, the final situation. Um, and, you know, he, he trusted him and, in, you know, he was getting paranoid and you kind of don't know who to trust at this point. Mm-hmm. But if, if he just sort of got on the train and disappeared, it would be it would be such an, an anti-climax. It would be like, oh, oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so delivering this at the end, you know, this is where you you have to tie it all up really well to pull off the tragedy. And that's the thing. Like, I think that the tragedy really can be a, a very powerful, emotionally powerful book if you allow it, you know, if you're, if you actually allow it to work the way it wants to. Yeah. And, you know, follow it follow it through mm-hmm. <laughs> and when you tie it up in a bow make sure it's a really bloody bow <laughs> really bloody bow that's right <laughs> with a big shootout and maybe some poison <laughs> <laughs> oh man but uh you know i if you've got uh, if you got a tragedy out there that uh, i would like to know more like uh and pick up some more tragedies so for our listeners if you've got some out there i'd love to have you uh message us email us or and let us know someone because it'd be fun to to explore more of it the really tragedy. I mean, they're really I think they're quite few on the ground because they are they're hard to do. Um, but the when they when they're done right, you know, they're they're a masterpiece. Right. Well, because I I hadn't even thought about savages until we were talking through this, and that book I read it like it was I could not put it down, like it was written in such a way you know that really pulled me into the characters and kept me going even though I knew the direction that it was headed. Yeah. I think it's because, as well, it says you know that the um, the tragedy can be kind of seen as a, a version of the, the rebirth, and mm-hmm. it's it's fitting because quite often just before that the character has that kind of epiphany and that realization that this is the way their life was going and they're kind of ready to accept it now, and so they kind of undergo that that rebirth and that that enlightenment just before death, yeah. And, that's that can be a really powerful moment, you know, when you kind of witness someone accepting fully the consequences of their actions. Yeah, and yeah, that's very powerful for the character to do that. And um, as a reader, I think we can really relate to that because we want to do that. We want to be, we want to stop putting on the masks that we wear. We want to identify ourselves for who we really are, but we're so afraid to in real life, you know, because of the people that we, we have in our circles of friends and family, we're always playing this other part. And so when we can see someone who can really step up and accept themselves for who they are, I think we connect with that. Definitely. Even, and even as it usually is at the cost of everything. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And so I think that, uh, that you could explore and this one here definitely, definitely is a violent type tragedy ending with this, but I think you could go in and, uh, and work a lot of, uh, of social issues into these types of tragedies. Cause we see these types of tragedies happen again and again in a lot of our social and our societal issues that are happening today. Yeah, you can really make it um, relevant to a to a, a modern audience because a lot of you know we've got the sort of gangster films which are just like you know the, they've got the cool factor and mm-hmm. you know everyone's interested in it and and then there's kind of like love and romance but they can be a little old and especially if you know it's going to end in like a a death 
or they, you know, they can they can be done well. But it's I think there's certainly I mean, you know, if anyone knows of anything that's done anything like this, then you know we want to hear about it. But yeah, something with like a modern issue and breaking away from kind of the you know the traditional like romantic or gangster kind of tragedy yeah exactly it'd be fun to see so um well i'm excited we have excuse me we have one more of the of the shows for out of christopher booker's book the seven basic plots and we'll be doing that next week uh do you got anything else to add on this one no um you know i'm, I'm sufficiently uh depressed now after thinking <laughs> of all the, all the tragedies that i've seen and read <laughs> oh i know <laughs> So I think it's I think it's been fun to talk about this one and the comedy. You know that uh, that these are books that really can can reach people at a different level than what your normal adventure type story would do. So I mean, we we only deal in happy endings, really, don't we? At the, <laughs> we, at the book edit show, <laughs> we do. <laughs> so. Well, if you enjoy the show, please leave us a review on iTunes, a like on YouTube, or a plus on Google. And if you are an editor who would like to be a guest on the show, please drop us a line at thebookeditorshow.com. I'm Clark Chamberlain, and for my co-host Peter Turley, keep writing, keep learning, and build a better book. <laughs> well, if you enjoy the show, please leave us a review on iTunes or a like on YouTube or a plus on Google. And if you're an editor who'd like to be a guest on the show, please drop us a line at thebookeditorshow.com. Um, I'm Clark Chamberlain, and for my co-host Peter Turley, keep writing, keep learning, and build a better book. Thank you for listening, and come back next week for more. Please visit thebookeditorshow.com for show notes, links to guests, books and extras, and for information on how to be a guest on the show.